Welcome to the Healthcare Quality Cast, where we spotlight today's most exciting and inspiring quality professionals within the healthcare industry. Our podcast will dive into the career journeys of leaders that work daily to improve quality, safety, and service outcomes for patients, their family members, and their communities at large. Our mission is to provide motivation and direction to our listeners, encouraging you all to continue your efforts in improving the overall quality of healthcare. And now, your host, Jarvis Gray. What's up, quality people? Welcome to episode number 43 of the Healthcare Quality Cast. As always, our show is powered by the Quality Coaching Company. I am your host, Jarvis Gray, and I'm so excited about today's show. Now, before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about brand reputation management. Whether it's personal or connected with your organization, brand reputation management is critical to growing both your career path and your organization at large. As healthcare professionals, we see it in everything we do from our social media posts all the way through healthcare regulatory bodies and other associations, access points like Press Ganey, Hospital Compare, Yelp, U.S. World News Healthcare Rankings, LinkedIn, Consumer Reports, Becker's Hospital Review, LeapFrog, and of course, Instagram and Facebook. There are so many ways nowadays that you and or your healthcare company can end up in someone's digital post. And the big question we ask in today's episode is, do you have a strategy in place for when this happens? I was very fortunate to have an industry expert join us in today's show and share with us exactly how to go about putting one into place. My guest, Errol Pearson, is a healthcare consultant, author, and mentor for aspiring nurse consultants, and those are just a few of the many roles that L encompasses. L is the principal consultant of the Digital Healthcare Consultants, a digital patient engagement and healthcare reputation management consulting firm that helps healthcare organizations enhance intra-facility and online patient satisfaction. To date, L has successfully helped hundreds of physician practice owners protect their online brand from internal and external threats while increasing their digital patient acquisition and retention capabilities. Here in episode number 43, L opens our show with a quote from the great Warren Buffett that leads directly in with our theme for today. Elle takes us on a journey through her career path, going from frontline clinical nursing and transitioning into the world of independent healthcare consulting. Grab your pen and paper because throughout the entire show, Elle drops value bomb on top of value bomb with several strategies for us to be aware of in relation to both personal and organizational brand management. You're going to enjoy learning from Elle given the unique talent and perspective that she brings to our show. So also be prepared because our normal show script will be taking a back seat to our great discussion today. A key takeaway from this episode is that healthcare leaders, as well as quality people, should all be keenly aware of the highly influential impact that the digital experience can have on our patients and the immediate communities that our healthcare organizations serve. L, thank you so much again for joining our show and introducing our healthcare leaders and quality people to all these great topics. In this short conversation, we cover a lot, and yet I still feel that digging deeper on any of these topics could easily fill up additional episodes. So please know that you have an open invitation to join us again in the future. Just let me know when you're ready. Quality people, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to your feedback on this different but very relevant industry topic. Also, if you're interested to learn more about Elle, please connect with her via LinkedIn. 
Check out her website at digitalhealthcareconsultants.com or check out her newly released book, The Power of Expertise on Amazon. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll be back next week with another quality guest. All right. Well, thank you for joining in on another episode of the Healthcare Quality Cast. And today I'm here with my guest, Ms. L. Pearson. L, are you ready to share with some quality people? Absolutely, Jarvis. I'm excited and thank you for having me on. I appreciate you. I appreciate you more for coming on. So, L, we love to start every episode with our uh, positive affirmations really to get the momentum going. So I would love for you to share with our listeners a favorite leadership quote or a favorite leadership mindset, but Tell us why it appeals to you and how do you apply it on a daily basis? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of affirmations that I go by on a daily basis um, because, number one, I am an independent consultant, so you have to have an entrepreneur mindset for a lot of the things that we do on a daily basis. Um, but as it relates to what we'll be talking about today, um, I want to share something with you or a quote by Warren Buffett. Um, and that quote is, it takes 20 years to build your reputation and five minutes to ruin it. So if you sit and think about that, you'll do things differently. And so I like to share that with those um, who I've met for the first time, who are currently in my circle, um, who are professionals in business, professionals at a place of work, um, because our reputation these days um, is absolutely on the line every single day. So that's something that we should all think about. Now, that is that is perfect, especially given the topic that we're going to talk about. And so uh, thank you for that share. And let's really let's go ahead and jump into it, Elle, because I would love um, to get you to share with our quality people. Um, just uh, briefly go through your background. You mentioned already, obviously, you're an independent consultant, but um, I, I know for sure the topic in your background that, um, you know, when I reached out to you to ask if you'd be a part of this show, it's going to be something very, very unique to our listeners. But uh, again, maybe after you kind of share with us who you are, what you do, I'll share with us, uh, with our listeners, I guess, the um, connection as I see it with healthcare quality and process improvement. Yes, absolutely. Again, thank you, Jarvis. I appreciate you. So um, for those who are meeting me for the first time, my name is Elle, and I started out as a clinician. Um, I've been in the nursing profession. I'll never let go of that title and that role um, because it's definitely helped shape where I am today. But um, I've been working as a clinician for many years. And uh, like you may know, Jarvis, a lot of times when we're in those roles where we're working with hospital systems and for hospital systems, um, our daily responsibilities become second nature to us. And so we really don't realize how much of an impact that we have on that organization. And so we may be a part of committees um, and we may be a part of task forces because we're passionate about a particular mission, our cause, um, and we utilize those passions to help organizations improve and grow. Um, and again, not reflecting on how we um, have just taken such a huge role in that. And so throughout my years as a nursing administrator, I've always been just really interested and intrigued with the patient experience. Um, a lot of that has to do with a, a personal experience of having someone close to me in the hospital and wanting to give back and then also wanting to um, 
put myself in, you know, the shoes of a patient I was caring for, a family member I was having a conversation with at the, at the hospital at that time. Um, how would I want to be treated? Um, how would I, you know, want that service provider, that clinician to go above and beyond for me? And so me giving back to those who are in a situation where they um, are admitted to the hospital or just feel maybe hopeless, Jarvis, um, me wanting to give back and improve their experience has always been something I've been just extremely passionate about. And so, you know, throughout my journey, I've just been, you know, on many several different patient experience committees, uh, wanting to learn more, um, wanting to educate clinicians and healthcare providers more. And so a lot of my work when I worked at the hospital was just being a part of helping nurses, physicians, administrators grow and the sense of learning more about the patient experience and the patient journey. And so that led me to work on a very large project to where a lot of times we're focused, focused on the customer service aspect, you know, in the hospital or in a clinic or wherever you may work. But, you know, as times have changed, there's a whole digital component. And so um, my story kind of transforms a little bit as I worked on a huge project, you know, in the digital aspect of patient experience and that customer journey and um, shared some amazing solutions that were implemented. The hospital got some great results. And I said to myself, you know what? If this hospital had this huge challenge where, you know, no one was communicating with patients online and the patient experience online was in jeopardy and I've introduced these great solutions, I'm sure there's other organizations out there that have the same problems. Um, patients are online, they're looking for information, they're looking for providers. Um, how can I help shape that journey for other, you know, hospitals and providers that are in practice for themselves. And so um, took a leap of faith, Jarvis, and said, you know what, I want to help not just one hospital, but I want to help many hospitals and many healthcare providers. And um, I want to shape the journey of many patients that have to, um, you know, that, that journey begins online. So how can I make that and improve that for those who don't have the time to commit to that? And so, yeah, that's how I started um, in the online crisis reputation space is just identifying a problem at my place of work helping that organization and saying, you know what, I want to share this and get results for many and not just one. So when I came across your LinkedIn profile, <clears throat> and I think the, the first thing that I did see was your header around online crisis management. Mm -hmm. um, so L, the world that I live in and many of, uh, uh, many of our quality people, our audience for this podcast, the world that we live in is that we are um, and many times the folks who are called to support hospital leadership and really hospital frontline teams with improving operations, um, improving clinical quality and the outcomes overall that touch our patients. And um, I'll give you an example. Um, I was working with a group not too long ago where we had some um, issues related to specimen error. So um, with a patient who had some um, some specimens taken from their body and then there were errors in how those specimens were labeled and ultimately the results, the wrong results got back to that patient. Um, that was a problem. I was called in to assist with um, the process improvement of work related to that issue. But, um, you know, that led to a much bigger 
uh, social media outcry. You know, the patients who were involved in this, they had a lot to say about the experience. And, you know, that at the time when I came across your profile, that was it. I was like, you know what? A professional who actually helps focus on those um, those issues and those initiatives because when we do process improvement opportunities, it's because at some point in that patient's experience, that patient's care process, we, we did something wrong. Yeah. And now in today's digital world, like you mentioned, I mean, there are just so many different outlets. If you're lucky, you're going to hit something like a Yelp. But the reality is they're probably on um, Facebook or LinkedIn, you know, tagging professionals who may have been involved with those care processes or anything else. And it travels far and it travels fast in the digital world. So that was really me tagging you to say, what do we need to be cognizant of from the social media perspective, or at least the brand reputation perspective, as it connects back to quality process improvement and ultimately high quality care that we that we look to provide to everyone that comes through our, our organizations? Yes, Jarvis, you hit on so many um, key points. Uh, one of the first things I want to highlight about what you mentioned in that experience is there is a difference between organizations who are reactive and proactive. Um, and my goal along this journey has been for organizations to take a proactive approach and become aware and cognizant of the fact that there is a difference between um, managing a crisis internally and managing a crisis online. And because things have changed so fast um, in the digital space, a lot of organizations that I've had these conversations with Jarvis, they're not aware of everything that they need to have in place um, to prevent these type of crises from occurring in the first place. And if they do occur, because you know there are times where we don't have control over what a patient may post online, but you do have control over uh, being notified. You have control over strategy and how you address and recover that situation in that patient. So um, I find that again, healthcare has often been behind and in incorporating, whether it be new technology or just new processes. You know, I always find that there has to be a situation or something that happens for organizations to take notice and to take action. And unfortunately, it, it typically results in, you know, a situation where their reputation is on the line and they have been fined or they've lost a significant amount of income. Well, and so it sounds like that's definitely where our worlds connect, Elle, because, um, you know, from a quality process improvement point of view, mm -hmm. I see the same thing. Um, I've been in the industry now for about 13 years, and it's always the reaction to the issues. It's rarely the um, the proactive steps to ensure. Now, not to say, you know, healthcare is doing a lot to try to get ahead, yes. but we're still working to try to get ahead. And yeah. so I think, you know, from my point of view and then from everything you just shared, too, um, that that's why we're on the line today. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, I would love to share just some strategies, um, you know, to kind of take a proactive approach. And um, for organizations that typically, you know, the first step is to really um, become aware that transparency is real, consumerism is real. Um, and a lot of this 
it not only deals with the patient experience, a lot of this deals with marketing too. So, um, you know, a lot of this that I do, it's really tied into that marketing component and which I never thought I would be a marketer, <laughs> but, um, you know, there are benefits to staying on top of, um, your online presence and your brand and your reputation. You know, when you're on top of it and you're monitoring the conversation, um, you can acquire more patients, um, through that because it creates retention and loyalty and those potential patients that are, you know, looking for healthcare providers and looking for healthcare organizations online, you know, they can go on to Facebook or Yelp or Google my business and they can see that, okay, this hospital is actually responding to negative reviews. They're responding to positive reviews. Um, they would care about my experience, you know, opposed to those organizations who don't have that strategy in place because it is a strategy. Um, you know, they may turn patients away and those, you know, patients may look for another provider or another healthcare organization. So there's a lot of um, great benefits to um, being on top of preventing, you know, a reputation fire from happening. So the first thing, again, is just really, number one is being aware that transparency, again, is real. And patient, the patient journey starts online. Um, and I would hate to relate healthcare to a hotel, but at this point in time, everyone goes online before they, you know, if they're looking for a dentist or if they're looking for a place to have dinner for the evening. That's normally the first, you know, step even if you've gotten a referral. Um, I know in my personal, you know, scenarios, if I'm looking for someone for, you know, whether it be a pediatrician or maybe a new dentist for myself, I may have gotten that referral, but I also want to see what others have to say about that uh, healthcare provider online. And so, um, again, being aware is the first step. Um, the second step for any organization would really to be to have a monitoring system in place to be aware of any online conversations. Um, and when you're aware of those online conversations, um, you have to be aware on many different platforms. So that means Google, that means Yelp, that means Facebook, um, all of those platforms. And then for individual providers, Jarvis, they have to be on top of realself.com, healthgrades.com, care. I mean, there's so many. But again, if you have someone on your team who's able to be dedicated to that role, um, they can be on top of, okay, there was a, a negative experience inside the hospital. This patient has gone online. Okay, if you have someone monitoring, there should also be someone in place who can respond immediately, find that patient's information, and call them. Um, once you've done that, there's an opportunity to recover them. And if you recover that patient in a timely manner, because you are now monitoring that conversation, um, you have the ability to rectify that situation and potentially they can take that negative review down. Um, and so again, it's all about that strategy. And even in so, you know, you want to look over that information. Um, let's say, for example, I always tell my clients, okay, you won't just get a monthly report saying, hey, we responded to all these reviews. You also wanna analyze the data. So maybe there's a particular unit or as it relates to quality, maybe there's a particular topic as it relates to quality that continues to come up, it's trending. And so you wanna take that information and then how can we improve what we already have in place? Or how can, you know, how can we congratulate someone who's done, done an outstanding job and maybe this particular unit or this particular person 
has really just gone above and beyond and they've created a great experience. So there's really, um, you know, it's not a very difficult or complex um, strategy behind just being proactive as it relates to reputation. It's very simple, however, again, it normally takes something to happen for even those simple you know, strategies and people to be placed in those roles to monitor, respond, recover, and do all those things. And um, I find that, again, I'm always called after the fact. So when we're in that reactive mode and we're in crisis, we need something right now. And unfortunately, um, Jarvis, that's that's my mission. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to educate the masses um, as it relates to just being on top of you know reputation before things get out of hand. Well, and I, I hope we can do a really good job with getting the word out at least through this podcast and just any other ways that we can share. Because uh, again, I mean, I, I think everything you said is so relevant. And, you know, with the types of projects, when I think about, you know, all the years that I've been helping healthcare organizations improve, the types of projects that I get called in on, um, you know, the fact that you know, a lot of the patients who may have been involved with the poor processes or the delays or definitely, you know, the poor outcomes yes. that they haven't gone to social media or news mediums or, you know, any any of those other sources to me is surprising. Um, I, I've seen a number of different projects where I've internally said, mm-hmm. yeah, if that was my family, you know, this would now be the gray hospital. Um, because it, it just gets that scary sometimes in healthcare, you know, we, we strive to do our absolute best, but you know, it, it doesn't always work out that way. So I, I think everything you're sharing is, is so spot on in today's world. Um, I, I would love to jump around. I, I know, you know, we do have something of a template here, but I'm loving just the, the flow of the conversation, but, um, Elle, I, I love to get your thoughts on some tools, that could potentially help healthcare leaders and uh, quality people overall monitor some of the traffic and some of the different sites, um, you know, to, to understand maybe the, the reputation that's leading out there. What are some ways internally that groups can set up? And you even mentioned marketing too. I was kind of surprised with that, but you know, who should be doing it internal to, I'll just say a hospital, for example, and what are some good tools to, to make it a little bit easier for them to see what the world may be saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, number one, I, I yes, marketing is a huge component, and you will find that you know if you do a little bit of research out there, um, you do have companies that they they do reputation management for hospitals. However, you have to be able to um, discern what type of software company or marketing company you're working with and do they understand um, healthcare? Um, Because I will say this, when you are bringing on um, an out, if you're outsourcing it or where they're bringing on a software, you want to make sure that it's number one, it's HIPAA compliant and that anyone who would be responding to um, a hospital's reviews, this is something that my organization does, we respond on the behalf of an organization because a lot of times they may not have a patient experience consultant or a team in place, but you have to respond in a HIPAA compliant way. Um, because, you know, 
I've seen so many, <laughs> I've seen really horror situations to where they're, they have someone on the team who's not responding in the appropriate manner and that facility or that healthcare provider is fined by HIPAA because it's not in compliance with um, how that should be set up. So um, again, there's many software companies out there that will um, offer this type of solution. However, you just want to make sure that you're not purchasing a software without the strategy component behind it. So you want to make sure that any team you bring on has an understanding of, um, again, HIPAA compliance. They have an understanding of the patient journey and the patient experience. And they can also bring some strategy um, and analytical information, um, you know, when those reviews start coming in. And so um, I will say this, as it relates to um, a healthcare provider, a great tool that you can utilize that's free. So for you or me, Jarvis, we're also a brand. Um, um, even if you are working for a hospital right now, you have to be on top of your personal reputation. So for an individual provider, I would recommend something like um, Google Alerts. And so you can type in your name and tie it to your email address. So anytime your name comes up anywhere online, you'll get an email from Google. You can also do this for your organization so that's a free tool you can utilize um, however once you take it to that next step and you're a, a health system I would say you need to look for a software company or um, a reputation management consultant to help you because a lot of times um, Google alerts won't pull from key review and rating directories like you would want it to in a timely manner. So that's something else that's really important too um, as it relates to patient satisfaction scoring. If you can be alerted immediately, you can respond and have that recovery conversation or even if it's a positive um, rating or review and you want to say thank you for that comment, we appreciate you. So just imagine when that patient gets their their survey in the mail, um, they will have something great to say. So you can improve your patient satisfaction scoring if you respond quickly. <laughs> um, and so there's many positive aspects to that. But again, for an individual provider, I would say utilize something like Google Alerts. And for a hospital system, you really need to look for a software component. And again, make sure that you're bringing in um, consultants um, who do, in fact, have a true understanding of that patient journey because having marketing experience is just not enough. There's too many components um, to patient satisfaction that are um, in the mix to just only rely on marketing. You need to have more than just marketing experience. So that would be my best advice to a healthcare organization wanting to tackle reputation management. No, I love that. And, you know, you touched on something also, too. So there's obviously the organizational brand process there, but you said the personal brand process. And, yes. you know, I, I was fortunate at the beginning of my healthcare career, I had a, uh, had a mentor who shared with me because this is healthcare and it touches the immediate community around many of our facilities. <clears throat> he told me that I need to be aware that from the time I leave my house in the morning, Mm -hmm. Until the time I get home, I am on. Yes. And I didn't realize that until, you know, it, it was one morning. I remember I got up in the morning and I went for a morning run, came home, got ready for work, went to the hospital and had a really good encounter with the family in the hospital on this particular day. But then I left there and went to the local grocery market 
and the family was right there again. And, you know, we crossed paths and we talked and just, hey, how are you doing? And, and then, well, you know, finally making it home. And that was my reflection at the end of the day. It was like, man, I, I'm glad I was still kind of on my P's and Q's at, <laughs> at that particular moment. <laughs> but, you know, you, you can almost not really let your hair down because you just crossed the paths, you know. So there, that personal branding part didn't hit me until sometime after I received that advice. But just mm-hmm. that the fact that our, our facilities, they are right there in the community and we're always crossing paths. Our neighborhoods, our churches, we're all connected. Absolutely. If you don't mind me just kind of speaking about that, uh, because that's a major component of the conversation as it relates to reputation management. So not only are do you want to be concerned about um, your online presence and what patients are saying about your organization online, um, there's another huge component, and that's your employees. So if you are working for an organization, you are an extension of that organization 24 seven. If you wear a badge, these people are intrigued by you. If you're a physician going into that room to do an assessment, those patients, that patient family wants to know who you are. They wanna know that you're the best and they wanna know a little bit about you. So don't be surprised um, if also patients will Google you. As the administrator, if you're coming into contact with, you know patients or patients' families, um, as the nurse, as the physician, as the RT, whatever your role may be, if you have a badge and they can read your name, um, don't be surprised if they're Googling you. So if they Google you or if if you do um, happen to have a Facebook page and you have a picture that populates or a LinkedIn picture that populates, what will they find? And how is that a reflection of where you work? And so um, oftentimes, again, we get called into social media crisis because that's an extension of online crisis management. Whatever happens in the social media space with employees, that impacts your reputation as an organization. So you really have to think about, you know, are we checking the profiles of our employees? you know, is, are they a good reflection or of, of what we want to represent 24-7, 365? And so, um, you know, that's something else to think about when you're onboarding new employees. Have a policy in place. Um, have training in place. And not just go over it one time when they're onboarding to your organization. Because social media is changing and because people are sharing so much of their personal lives, um, you really have to have barriers in place to where your employees not only know what to post, you know, and and how to treat social media when they're clocked in, but also after hours. It's a reflection of your brand. And believe me, Jarvis, I've been contacted again reactively many times by organizations who didn't have a policy in place as it relates to how employees should utilize social media at work and off-site. And um, we've had to, again, just put everything back in place and create a policy for employees to follow um, who, again, they didn't have a strategy in place. And so when you don't have a strategy as it relates to your employees also, that can create a social media reputation disaster and you don't want that to happen. So um, it's, it's, it's real out here in these reputation <laughs> streets. <laughs> what? It's, scary. it's scary because at the end of the day, you're, it, it impacts your bottom line. Yeah, and I'll I'll say I don't want to I don't want to say I'll one up you you know on top of that thought L, but um, when I was in a position at least where I had the ability to hire folks, mm-hmm. 
as soon as I get applications, the first thing I'm doing is checking out social media, your uh, mm -hmm. Facebook sites, your LinkedIn sites, but definitely, you know, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, you know, I want, yeah, and it's a really quick window mm -hmm. into seeing the person that, you know, I'm potentially going to hire. So, um, you know, I think that adds to the branding, but just, you know, for our quality people that will listen, and if you're pursuing other job opportunities or whatever the case may be, just know that all of that is kind of fair game nowadays. So, mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And, um, you know, you were proactive in doing those things, but um, a lot of times that's not... Um, that's not something that another um, supervisor or manager may do. And so again, sometimes there are people that just need a step-by-step -step workflow to follow. And if you have that workflow to say, okay, I've got an applicant, the next thing I'm gonna do is just do a quick scan, um, just to, you know, just to kind of see what's going on. You know, are they holding a beer can up? And well, we don't want that. Um, we wanna make sure that we have a great representation of our organization by our employees. So again, you were, were great in just being proactive and doing that, but other, you know, other facilities may not have that kind of structure or thought process in place. They may not be worried about it until something happens. So that's always something to think about. Social media has changed <laughs> um, how we hire, how we do a lot of different things in our lives. And so just like you mentioned, you're, you're almost always on um, it, it doesn't change. You're, you are always on it and patients will seek you out and look for you online. So you want to make sure that if they come across something, um, then there's a good representation of, you, of your organization as well. All right. Wonderful. Well, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, Elle, I, I'm looking at the script and I, I make it no secret, you know, all of, um, all of our shows tend to follow a similar question mm -hmm. process. And we are all over the place, and I, I am absolutely loving it. Though this is uh, this is such an unscripted, awesome episode. But um, I do have one question from the script I'd like to throw at you, and maybe get your thoughts around this. But what do you see, perhaps, is the number one challenge and the number one opportunity for I'll just say hospital administrators, but definitely for our quality improvement people. Um, to be aware of, again, as it relates to social media. Uh, I guess in my thoughts with that question is, what is the positive that can still come from this social media world that we live in today, but then what's still the number one challenge that we need to keep on our radar to make sure we can manage appropriately? Hmm, that's a good question, Jarvis. You know, um, and this really does tie back to the quote that I mentioned in the very beginning of our conversation as it related to, you know, it takes 20 years to build your reputation and only five minutes to ruin it. And so one of the major challenges um, that healthcare systems really face is truly being aware and being aware of all the consequences that can occur that are tied into reputation. So, you know, it's not just about a brand. I always tie everything back to the patient. And so when we think about trust, I want to invest because me investing in a hospital, a doctor, that's an investment. I wanna be able to trust that the organization can take great care of me. I wanna be able to 
ensure that the organization cares about me as an, you know, in general. And so I feel like a lot of times organizations can get caught up in only internal affairs, but they don't truly think about the retention, the loyalty, the trust that patients can actually see and feel in the online space. And so, you know, again, it comes all the way back to awareness too, you know, Jarvis. Um, a lot of times, you know, I, I sometimes just say, is anyone listening to me? You know, I, I hate just, you know, to have to only engage when there's been a problem. But again, it always goes back to just being aware. So I feel like that's the, the largest problem right now, which is being aware of how, transparency impacts retention and loyalty. And it's, it's a, just a huge part of consumerism. Um, in regards to the benefit of, you know, hospitals being aware, there's many benefits. Um, you create a, a great patient experience. Um, you know, you absolutely improve acquisition, which improves your bottom line. Um, so there are many benefits, but are there are so many different consequences, uh, uh, you know, around not, taking the time to put this as a priority. And so many other business industries have done this, and I would hate healthcare to fall behind and really not take this seriously and jeopardize um, their entire brand. Because as we know, you know, the media is quick to put your reputation out there. Something negative happens. So if you can prevent that from happening, you know, that should be a number one priority. Um, but unfortunately, again, as I mentioned before, it just seems to not happen in that way. <laughs> All right, wonderful. And I guess I'm trying to think through this next question for you. So the traditional question, L, that I have is, um, if you could share with us an uh, uh, industry-relevant leader that has influenced your path, but um, let me know if that question is still relevant. But I, I'm just, again, in awe of the background and the path that you're going on with your business. Um, to me right now, you're a trailblazer. Oh, I've not, you. Yeah, I appreciate I've, that. <laughs> no, I've not crossed very many L's in my career path, at least. Oh, thank so you. I'm really impressed what I'm learning from you today. But um, who are some of the folks that may have been an influence to you or who are just, I'll say, you know, not even within the healthcare industry of what you're focused on, but um, are there other folks doing this or how, how does this become a thing locally for the, the listeners and hospitals that may plug in mm -hmm. with this episode? You know what? I wish I could, you know, think of someone um, that, you know, I've, I've not had any resources in this space, particularly, um, you know, and I find myself kind of leading the path of, of reputation management, which is great. I mean, you find um, that there are marketing companies in many different spaces. But again, when it comes to, you know, the patient journey online, and when it comes to that whole integration of marketing and transparency and the patient journey. Again, there's no one who's really talking about this. So that's my goal is to really uh, be that thought leader in this space. But outside of that, um, some of the influencers that have really impacted me and my journey, um, there's an author, her name is Judy Robineau. Um, she talks about, um, she has a book, I think it's called, and, and, and my gosh, Jarvis, I'll have to get back to you if I'm wrong. Um, the Power of Relationships, I believe. Um, I'm going to have to 
I may have to get back to you with that one. <laughs> but anyhow, she talks about how relationships are so important to our growth and development. And um, even in business as a consultant, you know, when I reach out to organizations, it's not about, hey, I have something to sell to you. Um, it's about, I want to be able to impact your patient journey. I have something that will help you. So she shares with you how to show up and add value um, and not just pitch. I know we met connected on LinkedIn and so many times your inbox is filled with just pitches, pitches. I don't want to hear all of that. How, how can you help um, the population that I serve? And so you know, she's been someone who's been influential in helping me to say, aha, this is how I want to communicate the need. Showing up, adding value, um, and just doing an outstanding job of that and continuing to build that relationship by staying connected. Um, so if there's anyone who connects with me, I'm always going to add value to you. <laughs> You're always going to get a happy 4th of July um, because it's about building authentic relationships and really, um, again, adding value. Um, anyone else? You know, I listen to a lot of business, um, you know, podcasts and books. <laughs> so um, a lot of what I listen to has to has to deal with um, mindset and entrepreneur growth. But again, there's really no one in this particular space. Um, and that's just not me, that's, that's not me just being selfish. <laughs> but it's, it's about me being honest. Um, again, there's really no one who I would say in um crisis management that I would say, you know what, this is a great resource, uh, but I definitely, I want to be that resource. That's my goal. All right. Perfect. I, I want to see you be that resource as well. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. funny again, when I, when I came across your profile and just, just reading your header and, and, you know, kind of looking at some of the information on your LinkedIn page, mm -hmm. my initial thought was, I think she's the Olivia Pope of healthcare. <laughs> I so will that, take that compliment. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Elle, right now we're right at about the halfway point of our show and want to move us into a part that we call our, our two-minute drill. Just kind of throw some rapid fire Q&A at you to, um, to learn a little bit more about you personally. So uh, you open to it? You ready to roll? Absolutely. Let's do it. Perfect. Well, uh, the first question I have for you, Elle, is I would love for you to share with our quality people something about the work that you do that inspires you to be your best and then also share with us, how do you inspire the others that you work with? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I went into the nursing profession because I wanted to transform the lives of those who I came into contact with. Um, that hasn't changed. Even today, that's my goal. I want to be able to help transform in some dynamic way um, that maybe you know, those who I work with have never thought about before. And so that alone just gives me so much drive, just knowing that, you know, I've transitioned throughout this journey from, you know, taking care of when I was a new nurse, I worked in a PDCV ICU. Um, and so I took care of very sick babies, um, which was difficult because a lot of times those babies didn't make it. But I knew, um, that I was impacting that family by being there, by holding their hand, by educating them. Um, that hasn't changed today. I'm there for that organization. I'm helping them solve a problem, I'm giving them insight that can in turn impact that entire experience of that patient. Um, so that, that really does give me drive and it inspires me um, 
to keep going, to add value, to keep moving on days when I'm just like, no one is listening. <laughs> um, but just thinking about, wow, I've really um, transformed through the years of just not helping that one patient, uh, but to helping thousands and, and maybe even millions that I don't even know about. So that really does uh, keep me going. And um, I'm sorry, I can't think of the other part of your question. No, well, that was it. How, how do you add that? Or yeah, how do you inspire? And then how do, um, what inspires you? So perfect. Yes, yes, yeah. All right, so and then, what, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I was gonna ask, what is the best piece of career advice that you ever had, um, that you've ever received? But, you know, as uh, as a growing entrepreneur with the uh, the business that you're setting out with, um, what's maybe also the best piece of entrepreneurial advice that you've ever received? Wow. When it comes to receiving advice, you know, um, we should all seek mentors. My mentors are in literature. Um, and that's been, you know, something that, you know, I, I listen to Audible quite often. Um, and I also, one of my habits, well, not, I wouldn't say it's a habit. It's actually probably a, a great thing to do is I'll listen to um, a piece of literature on Audible and then I'll go back and turn, I'll buy the book and I'll go through it again and just kind of highlight. Um, but some of the greatest information that I've ever received, and this is, I mentioned this earlier, was just about building relationships. Um, in authentic relationships. I feel as though in a time where we're so connected digitally, it's really nice to connect with others offline. So even if that's a 10 minute, hey, I'm happy to connect with you, um, but do you, do you have you know, five or 15 minutes to just connect offline and just make sure that you continue with those relationships. I don't like people to reach out to me only when they need something, but I love to connect with those who authentically care about me throughout the year. And so that's something that I like to also do. Um, if we're connected, you know, today you'll hear from me every quarter um, or every holiday. That's something that's really important. It helps you in business and, and building those relationships. Um, and that can, that's entrepreneurial advice. In regards to any advice I've received um, I mentioned mentors in literature, but I remember when I was um, working in, as a nurse and there was a dynamic, um, beautiful black lady, beautiful black leader who I came across on um, our hospital intranet. And she struck me. Um, there was an article that was written about her and I said, you know what? I wanna get to know her. And so a lot of people are very, um, how can I put it? They're scared. They're scared to build relationships. They're scared to send an email. Well, I knew at this time, I have access to everybody in this hospital directory. I would be crazy not to email this lady just to get to know a little bit about her. So I emailed her and, and she was actually the vice president of the hospital. Um, I emailed her, I said, you know, hello, my name is Elle. Um, you know, I'm a nurse here, I work in this unit. I would love to, to have lunch with you. This vice president turned out to be someone so important to my career. And, you know, a lot of times 
when we're working somewhere, we don't think that we can reach out to executives. Well, when you reach out to those executives um, as a clinician who may be aspiring to be a consultant, or maybe you don't know yet, at that time I didn't know, but you're building relationships and you're getting insight from, from those leaders who can tell you then about things that you may not have never known before. And so that leader actually ended up going to another facility and she later turned into my client. Um, but that would have never happened if I would have saw this lady, I was in awe of her and I would have never sent that email. Everything happened because I was willing to put myself out there and build a relationship with her. Um, and it wasn't, what can I get from you? It was a true, um, hey, I'm really interested in you. I'm intrigued by you. And it turned into us having lunch every so often when she had the availability. And it was a mentoring relationship that turned into a client relationship. So um, I would, you know, suggest anyone go through your email directory. <laughs> if you're working right now, even if you're, you don't consider yourself um, a consultant or something that you may not want to do, but just build authentic relationships with people. Um, you never know who could turn into a client or what you can learn from them and their experiences. And so Elle, I definitely want to double down on the advice he just gave there because um, I think the reality for most of us as quality and process improvement professionals is that we are consultants. Um, for the most part, we're internal consultants if we're not legitimately, um, you know, working in an external consultancy type of a role. So your points around um, building authentic relationships, I think is superb for um, our topic and our show. Um, your points about reaching out on LinkedIn and connecting and again, building those authentic relationships and not the, hey, hook me up type of a request, mm -hmm. I think I think <laughs> is really key. <laughs> yeah. um, but then I, I love the story that you share with how you reached out to an executive. And that's the one I really want to double down on for our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I've, you know, again, been crazy enough to just simply reach out to people and mm -hmm. ask them you know, that's how I got you on the show. Let's be honest. Yes, yeah, um, you, you know, and so that's something I've just done, not even thinking about it. But to your point, it, it's not a natural thing for most people. But I definitely encourage any of our listeners to do it, but especially with executives in your own organization, because a lot of those executives have gotten to the place of where they are because they did the same thing at an early point in their career. They just mm -hmm. asked people above them for that few minutes to connect, to learn more, to start to build out their path. And so that's how they got there. And a lot of times they look forward to mm -hmm. doing the same for, you know, other up and comers and upstarts. So definitely want to encourage that uh, feedback and that story with our listeners. So thank you for sharing that, Elle. You're welcome. Anytime. Absolutely. Um, I would I would say hopefully, you know, those out there are, are willing to just take the chance, start a conversation. You never know um, who that leader could introduce you to that could really transform the trajectory of your career. Yeah, and I'll keep it keep it honest on the other side of it, too. You know, if that person turns out to not be the kind of leader you thought they were, it's good that you would have still connected and seen yeah. the other side of leadership because it's not always the perfect you know, story when you ask someone to be um, to, to lunch or to coffee or to potentially be a future mentor. Mm -hmm. So you do get to kind of weed out some of the bad potential leaders. So again, I, I just wanted to double down on what you shared there because I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Elle, I would love for you to share 
with us maybe um, three key attributes you think would be important um, to being, again, a, a really savvy brand manager or mar not a marketing manager, but, you know, just to, again, to kind of proactively think about the online branding, the online crisis management. What are three things that we need to have uh, as a part of our team or a part of our makeup as quality, uh, excuse me, as healthcare leaders? Absolutely. Um, well, one of the first things I would say would be you need a monitoring system in place. Um, if you don't have a monitoring system, like a software component, uh, which is something that we do offer, um, if you don't have that way of being in the know of the conversations that are taking place about your organization or your employees um, online, that's really step one. Um, step two is really the the management component. So you know, once you're you're monitoring the conversations and um, you're taking that proactive approach, um, at that point, you know, who on the team is going to be responding to any kind of threats um, and again, also any kind of positive feedback that you receive. And um, you know, from there you know, what is what does that strategy look like? How are you taking that information and improving upon your organization? Um, data means nothing if you're not analyzing it and putting it to use. So, you know, who is going to be looking at that information and then taking it back to upper leadership and saying, okay, you know, this is how we did over this month, that these are the results. Uh, from here, we need to probably work on, you know, a customer service campaign from our, for our front, desk coordinators, or maybe we need to, you know, review the process of that specimen that was sent out. Um, let's see how we can work through that algorithm and, and, you know, so, you know, it's really important to just have a step-by-step -step strategy to follow, just monitoring management and then having strategy and recovery in place. So those are my, my tips. And then I'm going to add a fourth one, having someone who can, you know, provide you with some guidance and advice if you don't know how to get started with a program as such. All right, that's perfect. And uh, for a second there, I thought you were just going to say, you know, hire like a 21-year-old uh, brand new college <laughs> student because us, no. us old folks in healthcare, we don't know what we're doing on social media. <laughs> well, you may be old, but <laughs> no, but you know, it's the truth. But again, you know, a lot of times, you know, we may be enticed um, by having, you know, the, the younger crowd, which is fine. You know, you, a lot of times millennials have a lot of insight um, as it relates to social media, but just make sure that they understand that patient journey. So it's not just about having a, you know, a blog post or Instagram post or Facebook, you know, reputation crises online can happen on it on an Instagram page that your organization may have. Who's responding to that? Who's monitoring that? So in all those many different platforms, you know, who's monitoring that conversation and can that 21 year old manage that conversation as well? So that's something you want to think about. No, wonderful. That, that's perfect feedback. Um, Elle, I would love if you could share any professional societies or professional conferences that you think uh, would be relevant and a value add for our healthcare leaders and healthcare quality people. Ooh, Jarvis, you got me on that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you were doing so flawlessly, Elle. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I'm active, um, I'm active here on the chamber, um, but, you know, there's, I'm very active um, in 
going to these conferences and sharing a lot of information. There's not one particular conference that I would say they would, they would gain a lot of insight from the online, maybe I'll be the first to have an online crisis management type conference, but there's nothing that I would recommend right now. Now, I will say this, um, Scott Becker has some awesome conferences. Um, they're very informative, um, valuable, and you'll meet some great people there. And I know um, you can find out more about his conferences on, I believe it's Scott Becker's Hospital Reviews. Um, and so I was able to attend a conference that he had and was blown away by the attendees, the presenters. And I said, I want to be a part of this. So hopefully you'll find me um, speaking at one of his conferences soon. <laughs> I hope so. So we're going to speak both of those into the, uh, into the yes. universe, having you at a Becker's conference and having you lead up the first online crisis management conference. Absolutely. We're going to do that. Yeah, but uh, actually, so you you actually uh, started going down a path I thought was pretty interesting, though. You mentioned uh, your activities with uh, the Chamber of Commerce, which actually I think is very relevant. You know, who else is connected with the local community, if not just the business community, but for healthcare organizations to plug in with the Chamber, if, if they're not already, I don't know how standard or common that is, but that does actually sound like a really good path to take, so. Yeah, absolutely it is. It's been beneficial. All right, awesome. And um, Elle, I'm looking forward to this because I, I feel like you are such a reader as I look at the big stack of books that are right behind you there, but um, <laughs> I, I would love for you to recommend at least one book uh, for our quality folks, for our listeners, and share with us why it's a great recommendation. Oh, absolutely. Um, so a great piece of literature, um, and I mentioned this earlier, but let me look it up that way I can give you the name and then provide you with the spelling um, of this book. So... Give me one second, Jarvis. I'm pulling it up on my Audible account. Sure. And offline, okay. we are we are definitely going to have to share Audible lists because I I am an avid avid Audible listener. So yes, yes, I love Audible. Um, it allows you to multitask. So I'm actually going to give you two. So how to be a how to be a power connector by Judy Robineau, and her last name is spelled R O B I N E T T. That's how to be a power connector. Um, great book. And then also Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, and so a lot of times when I'm working on um, client accounts in the morning time, I take my mornings very seriously. So I have a ritual behind that. And when I'm working on client accounts, I don't like to be interrupted. So that means turning off social media notifications, turning off, um, you know, your MacBook notifications, just being very focused on getting results. That's what you want. And so those two books have really been um, powerful for just really staying focused um, and also, you know, connecting and being a relationship builder. Oh, wonderful. I appreciate both of those recommendations. I've um, I've heard of them, but I've not checked them out. So I will be adding those to my personal list. I appreciate yes. that. And when I come out with my book, because I'm working on that too. Nice. <laughs> nice. No, I, trust me, I will be first in line as long as it comes with, the, uh, with an autograph. Absolutely. And I'll give you a trial. I'll do your, your, your personal healthcare reputation management for your, your own consumer account. So we'll do that for you too. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to say now this, this is a recorded call, so I will hold you to that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do that for you. No problem. All right. Awesome. Well, 
Yeah, I'm looking at some of the rest of the questions. I, I, I think we've covered just a, a tremendous amount of value, but um, I would, I guess, like to move us into the closer, the final official question I have for you now. And uh, the question is, if we're sitting here a year from now celebrating what a great year it's been for you and your company, take a second to think about it, but what exactly did we achieve this year and how are we celebrating? Absolutely. Well, um, wow. If we are looking back over the year and celebrating our successes, our many successes, um, that would mean that I have a very large health system that I'm helping with their reputation management. And I won't say just one. We want many of those uh, because at the end of the day, it's about impact. And um, I am passionate about impacting not just one patient, but many patients. And if I can do that through helping an entire health system, then that's my goal. I want to be able to do that. Um, and we will be celebrating the launch of not just one, two books. Um, I have a lot to say and a lot to share, a lot to give. And so we're going to be celebrating the success of two great pieces of literature, uh, one to help the reputation of individual professionals in the healthcare space because we treat our brands differently than an organization and there's a different strategy behind it. So I'd love to share just a strategy book on how we can do that, just protect it, preserve it, and promote ourselves through, as, as a brand. And then also um, another piece of literature for you know, healthcare organizations specifically, just a strategy manual that they can follow. Um, and then we're going to be celebrating um, by, wow, I love to do so much. We're going to travel. We're going to travel to Greece. How about that? <laughs> that would be an yes. exceptional celebration. I, I yes, am, yes, yes. I'll go ahead and start booking my, uh, booking my travels now, my ticket and everything. Um, now, Elle, I, I'm excited for you. I, I look forward to, you know, waiting for the books to come out, um, seeing you just continue to partner with some great organizations that you're, you're looking forward to and kind of prospecting around. Um, I thank you so much really for jumping on the call, for sharing so many great thoughts. Again, a lot of this is so very new to me. Um, I don't know if it will or won't be new to our, our audience, but my gut tells me it probably will be. So um, just know that, you know, I think you're going to make a really um, significant impact. But uh, before I let you go, Elle, I would love for you to maybe share um, just your contact information or your social media tags, you know, how can some of our listeners connect with you and follow you? And then I will officially sign us off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, that's how we connect it. So you can reach me there, L Pearson, that's E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. My last name is P-I-E-R-S-O-N. Or feel free to reach, reach out to me via email. Um, that's L. E-L-L-E at digitalhealthcareconsultants.com. And you can always go to my website and find out more information, digitalhealthcareconsultants.com. And um, I'd love to, I'm open to new relationships and um, adding value to your day. Wonderful. And this is your host, Jarvis Gray. To all of our quality people out there, thank you so much for listening and making us a part of your day. Take care.
Thank you for listening to the Healthcare Quality Cast, brought to you by the Quality Coaching Company. If you love the Healthcare Quality Cast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next time.